There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to Diva Behavior, the podcast. I'm your host, Molly Molshine, and this week we are talking all things spiritual with Sarah Armour. She is a millennial high priestess of all the healing arts, from astrology to tarot to stand-up comedy and life coaching and more. Sarah's giving us her predictions for all of the crazy shit that's going to go down this year with astrology. You know, obviously I have no idea what I'm talking about because what does that mean? Shit that's going down with astrology? I don't know. I just know Capricorns are about to finally get our day in the sun. Is it just me or has shit been rough for Capricorns for the last like two years? Oh my god, we've been at sea, and we are sea goats, so you would think that we would be good at being at sea, but we have goat hooves. You can't swim with goat hooves, and thankfully, that's all over now. We're about to be ascending to the highest heights possible in 2020, and Sarah's going to tell us all exactly how and why. Uh, One little housekeeping note, I do say in this podcast that I'm against eyelash extensions because I think they cause cancer. Just a little life update. I now have eyelash extensions. I changed my mind. That was something I decided. That bad attitude was something I decided to shed as a Capricorn coming into 2020. And now my eyelashes look friggin' incredible, you guys. So if you do follow me on Instagram, you're about to see a lot more front-facing camera videos and monologues because... I just really like the way they look and it helps me. It helps me because I have blonde eyelashes and eyebrows. I have see-through transparent eyelashes and eyebrows. If the hair on my head was the color of my eyelashes and eyebrows, I would be a rich, rich woman because I would have never had to pay for highlights in my life. So anyway, go get eyelash extensions, tint your brows if you like that kind of stuff. Follow me on Instagram at Molly Molshine and Twitter, I guess, if you want. I don't know. My Twitter's been a little bit annoying lately. I've been preaching a little too much. That is something I need to leave behind as I ascend to higher heights of Capricornism as well. Follow Sarah on Instagram at Sarah Armour. It's S-A-R-A-A-R-M-O-U-R. She is a biblical Sarah with no H on the end. And check out her comedy in New York City. She's performing all the time. She performs multiple times per week, and she is friggin' hilarious. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and enjoy. Some people think Diva's a bitch. Who's a diva to you? Would you say, are you one? I never said that. Diva behavior. Great gowns, beautiful gowns. Of course, I don't trust you. Diva behavior, the podcast. So can you walk everybody through how you got involved with your current career path as not just a stand-up comic, but also sort of uh, like a high priestess of oh my millennial Thank culture? You. Well, I want to say, first and foremost, when she says high priestess, she does mean stoned. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, okay, so how did I get involved with my life as a pop high priestess? I mean, honestly, Molly... It starts with stalking boys. Really? 100%. So I first got into astrology when I was um, a junior in high school and I got dumped. And I was like floored because at that time I was under the impression that not for any like religious reason, but I just felt like once you have sex, you're committed for life. And mm-hmm. we were obviously going to... In fact, I was even bored in the relationship, but I thought, well, this is just like what love is, you know? Yeah. So... Well, don't you think that's what they tell girls in order to keep you from having sex? They're like, once you have sex with this guy, like it has to be your husband. Like, don't have sex until you really care about the guy. Meanwhile, boys are being told, please just release the poison, have sex with whoever you can. <laughs> so it creates this awful dynamic dynamic in high school where the girls are like 
Do you like you like force yourself to fall in love with people so that you can have sex? Hundred could not agree more. And I I want to remember the phrase "release the poison." Like, oh, it's from Real Housewives. Oh my from god, New Jersey. That's oh my god. <laughs> lol. Well, we're both yeah. from New Jersey. We're not quite housewives yet, although we're definitely edging up. On the behavior of oh. of housewives on am, many levels. I'm basically a housewife when I'm in London. I mean, I I'm basically a housewife. I, I actually like live with my parents at the moment, and I just was at the urologist with my dad and did all the laundry and cleaned. So like, I feel pretty housewife you're, right now. You're a house daughter. House daughter, which is like even more pathetic, maybe. But um, no, I agree completely. I yeah. When you're a kid, it's like don't have sex until you fall in love. But of course, like. The minute I got my period, I was like, well, this means I'm a woman. I can fuck. And, uh, yeah, men are like, you know, they're told to, like, spread your seed. You're going to have a million lovers. Like, don't settle down. And yeah, and yeah. we're just meant to get devastated. Someone told me once that, and I don't know if I agree necessarily. We could talk it out. But somebody told me that the progression of dating is in high school, girls chase boys. In college, boys chase girls. And then uh, after... Like, in your 20s, it starts to, like, even out. Because then everyone's like, oh, I actually think it's easier to, like, just date one person at a time for, like, functional reasons. I mean, I think men tend to date around in their 20s. But, like, but I think maybe on some level women sort of do too. Like, after high school and college, everyone's kind of like, okay, wait a second. We just, like, are going to date. Yeah. And then maybe, like, in your late 20s, your 30s, it evens out. But, like, yeah, they said high school, girls chase boys college boys chase girls I feel like for me I've been like pretty much chasing boys the whole time so I don't know if that's yeah I definitely chased boys in high school and middle school middle school was epic yeah yeah and then yeah I feel like even in your 20s in New York like I feel like guys dicked my friends around so much totally yeah I mean 20s in New York I just I wonder if 20s in New York though is different than 20s like Elsewhere. everywhere yeah because I feel like my friends who I met in college who were not from here who then like went back to where they were from all got married like in their 20s and oh. everybody that I'm friends with like my friends are sort of just starting to like I mean I had a few people get married in their 20s but for the most part and like I'm 33 so now like I I had two friends get married this year yeah you know it's like people are now kind of starting to get into it but I feel like in New York yeah, because I, I feel like also a lot of the guys that are not from here but move here come here, like, specifically to fuck around. This is, like, yeah. where you go to, like, have your wild 20s. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if, like, this is a good sample of, like, what's normal. Yeah, um, I think the only place worse for dating as, like, a straight woman than New York is L.A. Oh, L.A. has got to be worse, yeah. yeah. Only because it's not as easy to meet people. And, like, how many straight men move to L.A.? Right. And, like, who are they? They're nightmare people. Right. Like, what? I don't know. This is definitely a double standard and horrible to say, but it's just, like, a straight guy. It's, like, a straight guy who's really into Instagram. Hundred percent. Like, when I have a girlfriend who's really into Instagram and really good at Instagram, I'm like, yes, like, slay queen. But when it's a guy who's posting selfies and, like, shirtless pictures, I'm just like, I can never respect you. You know what I have a double standard about? It's it's actually funny, too, because I feel like a lot of your work is sort of centered around, like, like in your in your previous iterations, you've been, like, a digital media person. I have a double standard with that, but it's around spirituality. Like... To me, oh, yeah. spirit, if a man's dating profile says anything about spirituality or, like, they're a yogi or, I don't know, any guy who, like, if I'm a high priestess, like, I, I'm not necessarily looking for my high priest. like right. Or, like, maybe I am, but it's, like, only because, like, I've changed you or, like, I've evolved you into this person so yeah. I can, like, I can manage the conversation. Like, I feel like when there are men who are super into spirituality, I'm, like, low-key... Like, what did you poison my drink with? Or, right. like, what are you... Like, and all those documentaries online with... Like, did you watch the Or, one, like, who did you murder? Who did you murder that you're, like, right, you're repenting from something? Yeah. Or, like, you have a drinking problem? Or, like, you learned about this in Narcotics Anonymous? Or whatever. It's, like, something yeah. something happened where, like, you just... You're there, like, repenting. Whereas, like, for women, it's more of a, like, a, a normal wellness practice. Yeah. So, that's also a horrible double standard because I, you know, aside from comedy, like, I'm also a, a coach and I have clients, astrology clients and coaching clients who are both men and women. And the men that I encourage to to take spirituality on, I definitely don't think they are reading weird on dating profiles. But 
<laughs> you know, I just, I don't want to say, you guys, that you shouldn't post about your yoga. But it's just like, yeah, I do think there's a weird, I think men in the spiritual community, there's some kind of like, yeah, like, what are you hiding? Like, yeah. Well, that, that Bikram. That's what I was just going to ask about. Yeah. Did you watch? No, I don't want to watch it because I already know it. Oh, my God. I, I loved yeah, it. I knew about this. So the Bikram guy, the guy who invented Bikram yoga, is like a serial sexual abuser, sexual assaulter. He's like a straight up, be- like, predator does not cover it Because yeah. he was, he basically created this world where tons of people flock to him to get naked and for him to, like, abuse them yeah. in, a, in a room where they're not wearing any clothes and they're just, like, completely vulnerable and... And I mean, yeah, so I found out about this years ago because I went to a yoga class and um, the instructor rubbed his boner on my leg. (laughs) No. Yes. He had like a half chub and he like, he like really went for it. Like I was in. Oh my God. What a compliment though. You were the one. You think you rubbed it on everybody or just you? The weirdest thing is like he was very effeminate and I thought he was gay, but like he full on, like he rubbed his boner in my leg. Like (laughs) It was unmistakable. Oh my god! And so then I I was doing research on this specific genre of yoga that it was, and they have a history of predatory uh, instructors. Oh, he's like this is kind of what I'm saying though. It's like for women, it's like we're going there to like get fit or to connect with our cycle or whatever. Yeah. And the men are like half naked women. Was he wearing a speedo like Bikram? No, he wasn't wearing a speedo. He was Bikram wore a, a, a speedo, which was like a really interesting touch. But same kind of thing. Where like, I guess he was masculine, but like, you know, he was sort of like into, like, he was flamboyant. Like he yeah. wasn't gay, but he was very flamboyant and like loved. His, he like only wore a speedo and a Rolex, and it's like, oh my god. But a like, speedo and a Rolex. It's absurd. It's completely absurd. But it, but yeah, like I, uh, I feel like well, no, because so yeah, basically with Bikram, he. Uh, Turns out he was abusing all sorts of people. Yeah. And then I guess my question for the Bikram people is, like, number one, like, what do we do about the name? Yeah. I mean, so now all of these women, in the documentary, they have all of these interviews with people who have opened Bikram yoga studios and who, like, follow the path and who it's their life. And, you know, their whole thing is, and I think this is the the catch with spirituality in general, but the whole thing is, like, you know, we excuse him. Because aside from being, you know, a master and a spiritual healer and leader, he is human and humans are flawed. And it's like, sure. And I definitely, as a spiritual... That's what they said? In the the documentary, they were all like, we look over that because, you know, we don't expect, like, anybody to be perfect and we don't... But it's like... Slippery slope, man. Slippery slope. That's some Catholic church shit. Totally. And it's like, if you're actually... To me, it's like... There's a big question mark around, like, it's just like, what are we talking about? Like, okay, so let's say you find out that you're, like, Nurse Jackie. Did you ever watch Nurse Jackie? Yes. Okay, Nurse Jackie was on Painkillers. I was always, like, sort of uncomfortable with the whole, like, not uncomfortable, but, like, to me watching that show, and maybe this is somebody who's, like, been on and off prescription drugs my whole life, and so I have a different perspective on it, but, like, I was like, you know what? If the, she was not a bad nurse. If taking pills actually allowed her to she had a serious back pain and if she took a pill and it allowed her to like it actually allowed her to sink into her job and do a better job at it so it was like this whole big question mark so like to me that is not the same thing it's like okay so if your doctor isn't healthy or like if your practitioner is a drinker or not on the job but like you know if there's that's like to me okay when we're talking about Bikram yoga we're talking about a guy who basically created a world a a playground for himself to be a predator Mm -hmm. and to me it's like well actually I, I would need to see I guess like some science you know but it's like uh, this all seems abusive. Like, yeah. everything about it seems abusive. You're, like, sardine can stuffed into this room. Everybody smells like shit. Mm-hmm. It's 200 degrees. Somebody is screaming at you, standing on you. It's like, yeah. we, if, if, you know, I do think the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So it's like, if your leader of the, like, physical activity is an abuser, wouldn't the physical activity on some level be, be abusive inherently like it's abusive that's really interesting i think the thing that one of i love yoga and one thing that really bugs me about it is when you're in a class and they ask you to sort of 
forget your personal bodily boundaries and they do it a lot and now I'm thinking like you're making me realize this like like no you shouldn't ever you shouldn't push past your personal boundaries in fact and when they're like grab a partner like have your partner sit on your face right you know it's like I don't want to touch a stranger who's in latex no, and why should you? And, like, yeah. you didn't come there for, like, a... You, we didn't sign up for that. Like, you yeah. didn't, you, nobody wants to do that. And, yeah, it's just, like, very... The other thing about it, too, is, like, they do all these research studies now, and people... And I love yoga. I practice yoga. People that do too much yoga destroy the cartilage in their joints. Oh, my they God, all, really? Yes, I was reading something the other day no. about a doctor who... Um, who is seeing tons of clients who come in bragging about their they're going oh no I'm in perfect health because I do yoga five times a week when in fact they're like yeah I can tell that you do yoga five times a week you have no tissue you know between your between the joints in your hip or like that's why they're flexible because there's nothing there. they're flexible because they actually did uh, ignore the boundaries of their bodies and they actually hurt their bodies and so now as adult adults so like gentle yoga is is one thing but like yeah these I mean it's one thing also if you're maybe like a like I was a a gymnast growing up Mm -hmm. so there was definitely an element of like push your body and I think there should be a push your body to some degree and everything but it's like at least when you're a kid and you're and you're in the middle of your development yeah your your body sort of like adjusts around your development like uh, to be in your 20s and to push yourself so hard but by, by the time you're in your 50s you yeah. have just like destroyed your you know your joints or your your muscles or whatever doing something healthy yeah is like such a bummer that like so what bad. the fuck so with a lot of spirituality with yoga and everything like that like we're saying like it's not just the double standard it is considered you know, stereotypically to be a feminine practice. Totally. All of the spiritual stuff. So I guess that also leaves it rife for predatory practices too. Yeah, I guess so. There's a lot of different things where you're just like, is this a scam? Are women being preyed on? And people get so mad about Gwyneth Paltrow and I... Dude, I hate the Gwyneth hate. Me too. I'm so annoyed. She's... First of all, if we all had the opportunities that Gwyneth did growing up, we wouldn't do half the shit she does. Yeah. We she is the child of two Hollywood elites and not only is she herself an incredibly talented academy award-winning mm-hmm. actor, she literally invented she completely reinvented what we even think of as lifestyle brands. Yeah, she really did. She's so awesome. Yeah, and I and people are always like, well, she pushes pseudoscience. And I'm like, okay, I don't think that m- most people are dumb enough to be not going to the doctor because Gwyneth Paltrow told them that a mushroom cream can handle it. No. I don't think that's happening. I think that the stuff that people are buying from her, yeah, it's overpriced. Yeah, it's for rich people. But, but I that's what, that's the market. That's everything. That's what it is. Yeah, and I don't think they're doing it in substitute of medical treatments. No, and you know what? If Gwyneth had low-priced, uh, low-priced, like, um products that she was pushing we actually wouldn't respect her as much someone was just talking about this oh my god that's so true i was talking about because i have a business right so i have i'm an astrologer and i'm a coach and this was right before we started recording i was saying some one of the things that i'm blocked around Mm -hmm. is actually figuring out how to price my services because you know as a comedian my community in in general tends to be like pretty broke like a lot of people are here like chasing their dreams you know, they're starving artists to some degree or they have like a waitressing job or whatever. And so like a lot of the people who I have access to, you know, can't afford a high ticket uh, service mm-hmm. at the same time. My, one of my like my like very best friend is a really high end real estate broker and her community has a lot of money. And one of the things that she said to me, because I'm sending her, like, my prices, and I'm, she's a partner with me in, like, everything. Oh, cool. I send her my prices. I send her my – it's her equipment in the car. She's, like – she totally supports me, thank God. Yeah. But she is looking at my price sheet, and I, I gave her my, like, proposal for what I was thinking for 2020. And she's like, Sarah, all of this is too inexpensive. My community wouldn't 
like we don't want to buy things that are inexpensive. Wow. Like because she's in a different she her mindset around money is way more luxury oriented. It's way and she's getting yeah. big checks. So she's like, actually, if I were you, I would like, you know, she, I I told her my like rate monthly rate, and she's like, if I were you, I would make this like four hundred dollars more than this than this is currently. And I'm like, whoa. And that is wild because the thing with that and with Gwyneth the stuff that she sells and with just this luxury mindset in general, are there really that many rich people? Well, that's a great question. I don't actually know. I think you're going to find are. out soon. Well, when you I, raise your prices. well, it's like, Oh yeah, I will find out. What <laughs> yeah. I, not in my world. I'll tell you that. I'm still a little afraid. I'm like, Oh, I don't know, dude. Like, I don't know if I can sell like, uh, yeah, I have mixed feelings about it, but not only like, are there that many rich people? But the real question is like, what are people number one what are people actually spending versus what they have what are people sharing about themselves that actually isn't totally true like I was telling you I have that friend or ex-friend whatever who has this business and it's like self-funded business it's like dude it's not self-funded if the investment is from your family like if you it's not if you went to a meeting and you got investment capital but half of it is from your dad you did not raise that capital (laughs) they raised you like what the fuck so so i do think like in general the lifestyle business is that's what i'm saying to myself okay like Haley slim she's like well maybe like if i were you she's like kind of what we're saying before she's like do a few photo shoots you know in you know a couple of high-end locations instead of just being you know in you know comedy yeah. rooms or in whatever she's like I would I would make your marketing a little bit more high end and cater to a more high end market and you won't have as many money problems and it's like okay that does make sense to me but then it's like okay so is the whole thing with social media just like pretending to be rich yeah so like I have to be a false version of myself I have to advertise a false version of where I'm actually at and where my community is actually at in order to get people to buy my service. And then I'm nervous because it's like, okay, well, I could do that. But when you do things from an inauthentic place, it usually doesn't work. Yeah. So it's like, I, I'm having this weird conversation with myself about pricing because it's like... But people do stuff from an inauthentic place all the time and it does work and that's what drives me nuts. Damn, like, look yeah. at Look at Patty Stanger, the millionaire matchmaker. That lady's a hot mess. Like she, she truly is. She has never has she ever had a husband? She had that well, remember on the show she had that guy that she almost married and then they broke up. So yeah. remember the I the first few seasons of the show, the storyline was her finding millionaire, you know, clients through her millionaire matchmaking service. Yeah. But then she also had a wedding that she was planning of her own with that guy, Adam. She had that guy. I don't I have a crazy memory. I don't, if that's right, I should get a prize. I have no <laughs> idea if it's crazy. For some reason, it just came to me. But I think her name was Adam and they were getting married. And then in like the third season, I think they broke up. Um, and that was a big part of the season because it was yeah. like, how can I be a matchmaker if I'm actually, and then I don't think, but no, she's never been married I don't think she's had a successful relationship, really. Yeah. Um, and, right, it's like, how can you be... But then it's like, okay, now Zoom way out. Isn't that sort of what the, like, coaching... I mean, this is, again, why I struggle yeah. in business. Isn't that sort of what the coaching business is? And then further, we're talking about abusive yoga teachers. Like, is everything that is supposed to be healing on some level like corrupt right and what would it be but you know and then spiritual people or what i would say to someone if i wasn't leading you know leading this thought i would say like well inherently human beings are imperfect and to be human on some level is corrupt i mean we're like we're soul we're like soul essences that like are of the stars and then we are born and we're born into trauma. I mean, childbirth, no matter what way you look at it, is traumatic for both mother and child. Yeah. And anybody watching, I imagine, <laughs> I mean, don't like you can knock me out for that one hundred percent if that you know ever happens. Yeah. But it's like, uh, yeah, I think there's like a. I guess that's why people are so distrustful of the wellness and spirituality industry yes. because we all know that 
everyone has like darkness and weirdness inside of them. Right. So it's like, well, why should I listen to this person? Totally. Why should I listen to this yoga instructor? Yeah, his downward dog is perfect. He can put his heels on the ground, but he just rubbed his boner on my leg. Right. <laughs> and actually, long term, is that perfect downward dog actually good for you? Should you right. be able to should you be able to put your full foot on the floor if yeah. you are upside down too? I mean, I don't know. It right. seems not totally natural. Yeah, it's crazy. And when so then when I inter- when I emailed the yoga studio and said, "Hey, uh, this instructor rubbed his half chub on my leg." They were like, "Oh, well, you should have said you didn't want hands-on." Adjustments. What? Dude, there's a joke there. I mean, it's like I know. huge difference between hands-on and dicks-on. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, hands-on is totally fine. Um, yeah. If anything, this was more like an arm or a... Yeah. I didn't ask for nubs. I didn't yeah. ask for, like, chubs-on. And I this mean, is still one of the, like, most respected yoga studios that the Eat, Pray, Love lady goes to. <gasps> Look at the Eat, Pray, Love lady. She was seen as this big paragon of female spirituality and self-actualization. And everyone thinks that she's kind of a fraud now. But it's, I guess, also just, like, who isn't a fraud? Well, and then there's, like, the other one, too. Do you ever follow... And I actually I actually like her more now, but I hated her before. Glennon Doyle. Who's that? So she was this, like, Christian mom blogger. Oh, I love who that. Who caught her husband having an affair and then tracked the journey of, like, healing their relationship. And she wrote a book... And the end of the book was, like, how they really came back to find true love with each other. Then the book went crazy. It became a huge success. She launched into the public spotlight. Left the husband for, what's her name? That soccer player. Oh, Um, I remember this. Abby Wambach or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's like she built this. We followed this woman through her, you know, journey as a you know, healing her marriage and we're we're meant to believe by the end of this that it's like true love. Yeah. And then actually, not only is it not, but she's gay. Like, oh my God. And then there was the other one. Uh, Did you ever read the book Calling in the One by Catherine Winward Thomas? Oh my God. So when I was in life coaching school, Calling in the One was like the text to read about how to love with an open palm and like how to call in your soulmate from a from a soul place so that it's the kind of thing that is actually long lasting and so that it actually has staying power. That was like Mm -hmm. the whole thing. The one is the one, right? Um, Fast forward a few years later, her big follow-up, speaking of, this is a real full circle here. We did a full Herald, look at that. The big (laughs) follow-up book was Conscious Uncoupling. What? Like, oh no. So it's like, well, she called in one of them. Yeah. She called in someone, wasn't the one. And actually, is there a one, Catherine? You wrote a whole book on it. Perhaps yeah. there's a, you know, at least I think with writers, though, they, I think writing is really vulnerable because should you continue to have a career as a nonfiction writer in any way, you have to pull from the truth. And I do think it's normal to like grow yeah, through, and you know, grow through experiences and change. And so, in that way, it's not like we we didn't we didn't like bust anybody. It's not like we were like, well, Catherine, you actually got divorced. In fact, yeah. if it were me and I were her, I don't know if I would. I might like just slip away into oblivion during my divorce. And like, good on her to even write a follow up where yeah. it's like, hey, everything I said in the last book is actually flawed. <laughs> Uh, and I mean I guess she has a built in audience with everyone that bought that first book it's like wait 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 wait. okay now we're all divorced too we read this other book but it's still like that's the thing oh man it's so stressful that's what happens when you're sort of selling your own self development right as yeah like that woman who did Stone Fox Bride she just got a divorce what's Stone Fox Bride it was this really cool bridal brand for like boho chic Jemima Kirk Like, no bra-wearing brides with, like, armpit hair, but hot. And it was, their photo shoots would always go viral because there would be, like, dudes in it. It was very, like, free to be you and me. 
And she got a divorce, like, a year ago. It's like, yeah, maybe just, like, shave your pits. Yeah. It's like, yeah, put a bra on. You're getting older, dude. <laughs> Damn. I mean, I feel that way, like, even when I'm talking about, like, it's like, funny because, like, this year coming up is, I guess, like, a big year for Capricorn. Yeah, let's get into that. Well, so, okay, Molly and I both share heavy Capricorn placements in our natal charts. And in 2020, actually, not in 2020, in the upcoming... Um, new moon eclipse which is happening on december 26th okay we have the the beginning of a major collection of planets in capricorn everybody that has a ton of capricorn everybody's gonna feel it because you're you have capricorn in your chart somewhere Mm -hmm. but if you have capricorn planets in your chart you're your um, energy is going to be massively impacted by this. And so the work that I've been doing with people and with all my clients is, I mean, I have all these lines now that are really like, not like scary, but like forewarning, like, you know, if you don't kill the toxic things in your life that are, mind you, I have no intention of killing any of the toxic things that's in my life thing. that's what it's like oh fuck that app the pattern yes it's always saying to me like right now you better be getting rid of all this shit and i'm yep. like how yep how do i get rid of it well so here's the thing the truth 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 of the matter is that because this capricorn because this capricorn conjunction year is going to be so pronounced on some level, you will find out what is toxic and what is not. Because I also think there is a really weird... I think the way that we... And again, maybe this is me trying to hang on to toxic behavior as long as I possibly can. So, like, talk to me in a year and I'll tell you what has left my life or not. But what they're predicting or what astrologers would predict is that because the universe and the cosmos are so heavily involved with this changing of the guards. I mean, it's very literally the end of an era. Mm-hmm. So because the universe is not only involved, but showing us where it's involved, it's going to be the type of thing, or what I imagine it will be is the type of thing where it's like, you can make all the plans you want. You can drop all the toxic behaviors you want, but the universe has a larger plan. Your soul was incarnated for reasons that are on some level unknown because you don't know everything. Right. So from what you can see, you maybe can imagine, okay, I'm going to work in broadcast or I'm going to work in healing. or Like my chart is very clearly a healer. Your chart is very clearly a broadcaster. So those things are... Natural. Not to say that you are not a healer. I mean, you are a Pisces rising. Not I'm to like say probably that probably not a healer. Well, you have a healing. You you have a healing. I'm a huge bitch. You're, which is very healing for a lot of people. Sometimes yeah, we tough love. It depends who your mother is. Honestly, you find your healer based on how your mother, how bitchy your mother was. But oh it's like God. it's like so. So hypothetically, the things that are toxic in your life, or or just not working or that need to die, will die. Similar with your hair. Like, if you just are like, I'm growing it out, the split ends will split off. Like, your hair won't stay long even if you're hung. That's With with hair, they'll be like, trim your hair if you actually want to grow your hair long. Trim it all the time because if you don't, the split ends will split and eventually, even if it's long, it will look so ratty on the bottom that it will, it'll it'll cut itself, right? Even with nails. If you try to grow your nails too witchy long, they will break. It's like, so annoying. So annoying. And then you have to get acrylics and it costs like 50 bucks. Although I do think the new the new press-ons that have been coming out mm. are so fucking legit. I I'm know. blown away. I We used to get them for free at Galore. They would always send them and people would always wear them. And I'd be like, they look so good. They, they look, look so... I keep, I keep complimenting people. Like, I, I always notice them at registers. And I was like, ooh, great nails. And they're like, press-on. And I'm like, what? It's crazy. It's I'm so like crazy. overdrafting on Manny Petties all the time. Like, I gotta try <laughs> these press-ons. I, I need to like just buck up and try it. Maybe that's one of the things I can do to like remove toxic pet. Yeah. Also hilarious that like, I don't know if you... Everywhere I go, there's all the signs now in in manicure in in nail salons that are like announcement like we have non-toxic nail polish it's like oh my has it it always been toxic like oh my god great finally there are so many things that i think and this is wellness related are 
also really bad, like, in that way. Yeah. Like, blow dryers, it just occurred to me, are we giving each other, are we giving ourselves hearing loss with blow dryers? Whoa. We must be. Those things are so Whoa. freaking loud. And then we're, like, screaming over them. And they're literally blowing into our ear. Into your ear. Whoa. I have never thought of yeah. that. And now but, I'm right. like, great. And, like, nail polish, which we, like, we, like, kind of expect, like, I don't do anything really like professionally without a manicure like right now yeah. I don't have a manicure but it's like I'm not doing anything like, I didn't have one for like a week and the whole time I was like I'm a hideous beast no I literally feel hard I like I cannot stop looking at your nails now I'm literally gonna <laughs> stop at the at before my show tonight I'm gonna go get press-ons because now I'm like no my nails need to be done yeah it, can you imagine it, it's actually toxic and the gel like yeah. the gel so much better dude oh, it's so bad for Andy, you you're putting your hand I got these are gels I got yesterday I you're always putting, get gel you're putting your hands in UV lights totally. to age the skin on your body <laughs> It already ages the fastest. It's the, it's the thinnest skin. Not to mention, you want to know why my nails aren't done? Because when I took my nail polish off, well, because with you're not supposed to pick off the, but it's like if you leave oh, it too it's long. it's so fun and you have to. It's so to fun. To pick off the gel. Well, because it comes off and when you get like a good strip, you can kind of like get it off. Yes. And it's like, Ooh. I'm like, oh my God. So I got all mine off, but you see how they're like a little bit yellow? They're like a little a bit little. like jaundiced. It's because <laughs> that's the fucking that's the toxic nail polish that we're fucking no. Yeah. Like I usually cover it up so fast that I haven't really been present to my like. Usually I get yeah, it. Yeah. I get it done. Well, I pulled I pulled them off this time. I was like, ah, well, I'll do it myself and just save the money on the like on the switchover fee. It's like ten bucks to like have them change. Oh, it. Oh, I know. And it's like no. I was like, oh, I'll just leave it. And, and it's like no, my nails them, are yellow. And whenever they do take it off, they take a. Uh, like a friggin' buzz saw to your nail, and they and they like shave it down, no, and your nails get even thinner. It's an elaborate process. Yes. Do you know what else I think is really bad? Those eyelash extensions to have those chemicals on your eyes. Oh my god! Yes. Like we're giving it's ourselves glue. glaucoma. It's literally glue. Putting glue in your eyeball, like that close to your eye, I think is so dumb. Well, and and people look insane with them. I'm sorry. Well, 100%. They look First crazy. Of all. And then, like, the minute one starts to fall too, and it's like dripping off their face. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like, oh, a tarantula no. on your eyes. No, it's, that's such a good way to put it. That's so devastating. It's exactly what it is. No, the mm. other thing, too, that's fucking toxic and gross is hair extensions. Oh, yeah. When you, I mean, listening to interviews with Ariana Grande talking about her hair is so devastating. <laughs> First, she destroyed her hair with hair dye so she actually has like no hair she has a very 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 she has very thin very short hair wow and it's because she dyed her hair so much that she lost her hair and now the hair extensions that she puts in her head first of all they're extremely heavy so these that ponytail that she's swinging around her head is a heavy piece of equipment and I think she has the same extensions as my friend Kat does because she's on TV. So Kat's on TV now. And she spent years getting hair put in, you know, every day. Then she recently got a hair extension set. It's like the same one that, like, Beyonce has. I just was telling me. Kat. Kat. She has, like, so her extensions now look great. But it is, she said, first of all, it was extremely painful to put them on. And now that it's put on, not only can she not really take them off, but it's actually like gripping into her scalp. So anywhere that Ooh. these, anywhere that that the extensions are gripping into her scalp. So some of them is gripped onto your is hair. Is it sewn in? Some of it is sewn into it's your like hair. It's woven into your hair. So they weave it into your hair, but then they also sometimes weave it into like the scalp to make the act because your hair can't carry that much. Yeah. So it's so some of it is in the scalp, some of it's in the hair. Either way. The hair that it's on eventually will pull out because it's being heavily weighted down. And otherwise, where her scalp is being sewn into, she's not going to regrow hair. <gasps> so if you actually go down these beauty paths... Now, granted, I that might not be completely... Like, don't quote me and don't at my friend. Yeah. But it's like... To, we were talking about it. She's like, on some level, I have no hair. Yeah. She's like, I... After all of this... I mean, she had thin hair to begin with. She's like, I don't even want to know... What I like will am gonna look like Damn. when my TV career ends because I will have no hair. I mean, even now when she doesn't have her extensions in, it's so funny. She looks so fucking different than she does, and it's cool because it's like, oh, it is theater and TV is theater. Yeah. But it's like, dude, what are we doing this for? How much? Ex- how much does? How much does the extension really add? Like, oh, it adds. It really oh, looks it amazing. Adds. Oh, I'll, when we're done, I'll show you. Yeah, it's amazing. 
Amazing. Ugh, I want extensions, but my hair is really thick. You have gorgeous but, hair, thank though. Thank you. It's, if you grew it long, thick. it would look like you had extensions. Yeah, it does. It does. It's just that it takes so long. I always cut it because, you know what? Now we're getting to the age where if you have it long, or for me personally, if I have it long and I don't style it, I look like an old witch. Oh, no! Do you know what I mean? I like, mean, yeah. I have to, like, curl, like, not not crazy styling, but, like, this is with, I just blow-dried it. But if it was a little longer with just this level of, like, straw straightness, totally, it looks like an old lady who is clinging to her youth. It's funny, I actually feel that way right now, so I... Chloe and I have been making these, like, dance videos to promote our comedy shows. Oh, yeah. They're so good. I love them. But it's, like, since the first one... Thank you. Since the first one that we did through now, my hair has grown and I haven't gotten it cut. And in the second to last one, I think I even was so insecure. I think that was my caption. I think my caption was literally, like, ha, 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 I need a haircut. Like, whatever. Really? Because... And then we just... We did another one to promote this show. I don't, I don't think we posted it. It was really... didn't come out that good. But when I was watching the video back, I was, like, devastated because it, I mean, my hair looks too long. And I don't, like, I don't see the back of my hair that much. And oh, I kind yeah. of am, like. That's always a moment If you of can truth. see the front, it's like, oh, whatever. no, moment of truth is, it's like, I'm looking at it from the back and I'm like, oh, my God. And, it, yeah, I wouldn't have said it that way before, but Old Witchy is exactly what it looks like. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is, like. Just like a haggardly whore, like I look like I'm haggardly like, whore. I, I look like I'm one of the fucking peasants in Les Mis. Like it's literally That's how like I feel. Well, uh, lovely lady. It looks great though. I really like oh, your hair you. long because if it was short, this is the problem. Well, it sure looks like a mom. I'm very right. mom hair. Mine would be. Mine is like you know two inches longer than mom right it now. is you're you're right on the edge I'm it looks good though thank you but you're right on you know if it was a little shorter it would be like oh did you, did you just did you have a kid did you have yeah. a kid did you drop the kids at school right too short it's like we're going there's like a very art teacher look too yeah. short and i have like really curly hair so it's like too that, short it can be very like mushroom cloud sort yeah. of an afro don't you get so pissed off when you see the girls who are like really tall and weigh like three pounds and they have a a pyramid, tri- a triangular <laughs> pyramid of curly bob, and it looks like amazing. It's such a bummer. I'm yeah. like, how do you do that? Well, that's where too, like, it's like I feel so. I actually recently unfollowed Kendall Jenner because I'm like, you know what? I whether I want to be or not, I am influenced by the Kardashians, mm-hmm. and she and I are dissimilar <laughs> in like in terms of like facial features, body type. Like, it's like. I actually shouldn't be looking to her for any kind of style inspiration. I don't look at her, yeah. Because it's like, what are we... No, actually, I, I can't wear those plaid pants. Like, right. I'm not wearing, you know... I, I Actually, my body type doesn't really work with a, an orange pleather thing. And a, it's like, I don't... like <laughs> My I, I body can't, type. <laughs> I can't... This is, it doesn't work for me. So, yeah. And the same with, like, beauty stuff. Like, sometimes she'll have weird hair or she'll have, like... Like, even with Kylie, it's like, oh, you have purple lips? It's like, okay, well, I have purple lips, and I look like I just drown. I look like yeah. something's really, really wrong. It's a form of humble brag, it dressing is. like oh that God, and yes. having that makeup. Because, <gasps> and all these hideous-ass trends are coming back. Like, that, and... Oh, my God, yes, and it is a humble brag. In. Have you seen the girl Billie Eilish with the only her roots are green? Billie Eilish looks so, I mean... It's so disappointing to me to see her. I, I I think it's good. She has her own style. Yes. And that style is Missy Elliott in the Get Your Freak On. Dude, it literally <laughs> is. Yeah but, yeah, but, yeah, but like, what are you doing with those roots? Like, yeah. what are you doing the looking green like? Roots. I mean, yeah. And, and actually, she still is pretty. And yeah. it's just like, you jerk. If I walk, was walking around here with green roots... I would be grossing people out. I mean, honestly, it actually might be good for my career on some level because it would be so jarring that I might actually become interesting. Like, now it's like, okay, we need another, like, oh, like a Jewish comedian healer. Like, womp, 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 womp. It's, like, so boring. I'm so fucking typical. If I had green hair, it might at least be, you know, like, I. wow, she's gutsy. She's different. She doesn't care if she looks like she's covered in slime. But it's like, no. It's crazy. It's crazy. And she also wears... I don't mind this trend as much, but Ariana Grande does it too. 
these like baggy shirt, baggy jean combinations, yeah. like that you only get to wear if you're a skinny pop star. Yes. It's like, oh, it is Missy Elliott. It's like, oh, if you're wearing really oversized clothes, for some reason, if you're famous or you have a booty with it, you look f- like you look really like casual and chic. If I was wearing men's clothes all the time, yeah. I would look so fucking sloppy. Yeah. Like, I need everything I can to hold me in and me shape me. Like, I need a waist in everything I, I wear. Need a I waist. can't wear a floppy top and floppy bottom. Like, I have to have something cinching or totally. else I look enormous because I have like broad shoulders. Capricorn. And yeah, I have such a Capricorn. You're very Capricorn physically. Yeah. Yeah. It's so annoying. But yeah, it's like if you're, yeah, with Kendall Jenner and with all, and with Gwyneth, it's like that's why people don't want to hear them preach to them, I right. guess, because it's like, okay, well, you're just six feet tall and right. built like a giraffe. Like, what do you and you have a, And you have millions of dollars to yeah. just, like, make anything look cool. Yeah. And it's like, But okay. do you ever find, I always find something really interesting with the people who criticize, and we're criticizing them too, but a lot of the people who criticize Gwyneth in that way are like, this is, this is unattainable right. for people who don't have money. Like, I'm just worried about the poor people. And I'm like, well, you're... Like, the person who's saying that is always someone who can afford it. Right. It's like when people use that excuse for, like, not exercising or not eating healthy. Totally. And I'm like, mm, yes, there are a lot of people who can't afford to do either one. But I never hear them complaining about it. I hear people who can afford to do it and just don't want to. Well, I feel like, first of all, to be clear, we're not really trashing... Kendall or Gwyneth, as much as we are highlighting the differences in what they're able to do and what we are, what we don't feel that we're able to do. Yeah. If for whatever reason we did decide to dye our roots green, also it could be cool, who knows? And you know what? Maybe I will wear plaid pants. That's my own insecurity. You could wear plaid pants. Sure, you know, like fuck that. So maybe I could. When people are like, taking up a cause like it's bad because poor people can't afford it I think they don't have they're just bored and don't yeah. have a cause and don't actually have enough purview to like you don't actually care about poor people if your comment on poor people is Gwyneth is bad because it's unattainable because that's not even what the poor the poor people aren't even looking at group. yeah everyone's at work they don't or everyone's yeah. like trying to like whatever not to mention that Gwyneth and Kendall and these sort of like top tier influencers or these wealthy influencers are not only influencing real people that can afford their lifestyles, but in every like in every chink of the market, you can go bing, 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 bing. And Mm -hmm. actually it's influencing everyone. So why are press on nails now $8? Sally Hansen nails are $8 because... Poor people, because Kylie Jenner wears nails like this, and poor people want to look like that too. And in fact, the influencers are giving poor people uh, a north node or like a north star to look at. Yeah, and it's giving the the marketers and the brands something to copy. I mean, that's so much of what fashion is. It's like when like was it the Devil Wears Prada? I don't remember. Wasn't it where it was like, oh, that's like. Something blue. Cerulean. Cerulean. And like you only know that because it was on the runway three years ago. It's like there is a sales cycle. There is a cycle of, you know, information that we get. And it is a like sort of a trickling down cycle. And so while I don't think the really poor people are tuned in to goop, they might be tuned in to... You know, um, I'm trying to think of like who's just like an influencer who follows Goop and right, takes, someone yeah. who follows Goop, but is Fashion Nova is a perfect example. Yeah, Fashion Nova is a whole brand built on biting off the Kardashians and biting off Yeezy and biting off yeah. this like curvy girl like uh, like Latina lifestyle or wanna be like wanna be browner than we are yeah. lifestyle, and it's like man, it's the cheapest shit ever. I have. 
uh, I have bought things on Fashion Nova that like like for sex basically like or like this is like a costume <laughs> for like I'm wearing this in the house you know to try to just like whatever yeah and it's like four dollars and that's like not on sale like they have sales all the time where it's like you can get things for a dollar sent right to your door and you can send them right back yeah so I mean that's why Kim was so upset at the beginning of the whole Yeezy thing because she was like these people are literally just copying the exact styles and it's like yeah, yeah. fuck yeah they are because. You don't no get one can to afford. Own fa- you don't get to own like fashion yeah. ideas. Like there are no copyrights in fashion. It does not exist. No. So it's like you know. I mean, with logos, but not anything else. No, there's like and if you if you like the shape of something, you can yeah. make the shape. And their influence and their brand is built on people who are not going to be affording Yeezy. So right. you can't have it both ways. You where can't have it both everyone ways. is following you and they can't afford any of your stuff. And right, she should be thankful for Fashion Nova because it actually allows her to be the influencer that she wants to be. That's so true. I mean, she doesn't want to... She she wants everybody to look like her. She is the Instagram face. I mean, now that thing came out where it was like... In the New Yorker, yeah. Yeah, it was like everybody basically on Instagram that's really doing well has some version of the same face. And it's like, it's the Kim K face. And in fact, although I do think if you're someone with a lot of money, you would touch things up here and there, she's pretty natural. The other sisters, I think, I think she and Courtney look like that. I mean, that's what they Courtney look like. Courtney has had, for sure, a a pretty serious facelift in the last few years. But see, she's facelift, got a, I don't a cat as like thing. Facelift to me, and maybe this is just again, like it all comes down to how you were raised and like who your mother is. But to me, facelift isn't as like Chloe got a nose job. Oh, yeah, like that. Kylie has had so much work done. Yeah. So, to me, if you look at Kim, a facelift when you're getting older, but you're on TV every fucking day. Uh, yeah, go I for it. Get well, that. it's all like do what you want to do. You right, know, of course. I just really do find it annoying when people aren't honest about it. Well, that's because unacceptable, that right? is yeah, that's like, not acceptable. Like, um, don't make it seem like so. Don't make, you you don't get to be like a beauty icon and then lie lie about yeah. why why you're beautiful like Bella Hadid saying that she's never had anything not acceptable. anything done not look acceptable. at her Google so I was at the first fashion show she ever walked in it was for Desigual and Gigi was in the show and Bella was in the show it was before they were anything and I I mean they had been little roles on Real Housewives but right that's it and I didn't watch that at that time. So I didn't know who they were. I saw Gigi and I was like, wow, that girl's a star. I don't know anything about her, but she has she star quality. She, like, as soon as she got on the runway, I was like, wow. And like, she's such a natural. And she's beautiful. Just gorgeous. And lit from within. And then Bella came on and it was like before she had really anything done. And I was like, whose daughter is that? Right. You know, hundred and now she's had, and it's not that she's not pretty, and it's not that she wouldn't have become pretty. She was, I think, in an awkward phase, but she's had like a facial reconstruction. She yeah. looks totally different. I yeah. mean, it's not even like, I mean, it's the same with Kylie. It's like I understand that she was twelve when we met her, and of course she's going to evolve out of it. Yeah, there's just no. There, first of all, she and. Kendall are sisters and their parents are their parents. You know, the the three older girls have a father who is well, some of them. Well, well, we well, I mean, <laughs> we, we have our theories, we have our theories, but right, it's like uh, it just I don't know, for Kylie to be so zip-lipped about plastic surgery but then yeah. have a makeup brand. And I like I'm a Kylie fan. I'm a Kylie supporter, but I do find that to be a bit irresponsible because it's just yeah. like, yo, even this lipstick is not going to make your lips look like this. Yeah. It's not because you double lined your lips and then you created a product that would make it more comfortable. It's no, no. It's so genius that they managed to genius. convince everybody that, because everyone, genius. everyone knows that everyone she knows. has fake lips. Everyone knows. It and yet like, they still buy the lip gloss. Well, she, what she did was like create a brand before she was like really honest about it. She created the brand. Then she became a makeup person in it of herself. Because yeah. now it's not just the lips. Like the lip kits, lip kits started it. But then it was like, now she's a skin and fragrance and they have a fashion line. So now she's just like 
any other beauty brand. And so it doesn't even matter what she does yeah. or what she does or does not do because now, now she's not selling lips necessarily. But no, they were selling lips and she's going, no, I just double lined my lips for all these years. And everyone's like, that's bullshit, but I guess I'll try. Yeah. And ever, did you ever buy one? Uh, yes. I did too. I had a horrible experience with it. I, what did, which one did you get? I don't remember. It was right when it first came out. And I think it, I think I hated it. I hated it. I think it. it had a lot of pilling on my lips. Yep. It was like little globules. So I got it. I was like ashamed. Uh, it was one of the times when uh, my boyfriend and I were like, we, I've been in like a, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm not breaking up with my on again, off again, just because Capricorn season is going to wipe us out. Like wipe <laughs> us out if you want to wipe us out. Like I'm hanging in, right? But so it's like I, um, he made a comment once. That like, because I wear like dark lipstick pretty much like, I wear like at home. Like I have mm-hmm. dark lipstick on all the time. My mother did too. It's just like, I, you know, we'll live in the first house, what can I tell you? But so I, um, a little astrology joke for yeah, anyone yeah. who knows. Lilith, Lilith in the first house. I have house, Lilith in the first house. You want to look at Lilith, wherever Lilith is in your chart is where you are, uh, where you are exuding or expressing sexuality of a dark of a dark feminine. It's your dark sexual energy. Your oh my dark God, we have to power. figure out where that is in mind. Oh my God, well, totally look. It's your dark It's like in feminine. the outhouse. It's like outside. It's not even there. That's what, mine <laughs> is like literally on my ascendant. It's the, it's literally conjunct. So I have a 14 degree rising, tw- uh, 15 degree Lilith. So like, that's, so that's why I can be fat and not that fat's not beautiful, but I don't look beautiful necessarily when I'm fat and I can still fuck the hottest guys. It's because I have Lilith <laughs> on the ascendant. Wherever your Lilith is, is like you can exude sexuality in that place, or, you, or it just depends. Sometimes it depends how it's aspected. It depends yeah. on the sign. But anyhow, um, he made some comment that was like, "I actually think you look like really pretty with a nude lip or a lighter lip." So I was like, mm, "Okay, okay." Well, I, I so I went on Kylie, and I was like, "Well, if I'm gonna do like a nude, I might as well do like a sexy nude." But it's also so genius to have a makeup brand that's only available online. Oh my god! I couldn't so have true. tried it. Yeah. So she does all these like mix and match specials where it's like get three because you hope one looks good. But I was like, no, no, I'll just get one. It was in the list of like most popular nudes. I ordered it. I tried it on. Not only was the quality so bad. I'll see if I can find the picture later. Man, it was like, what color would I say it was? I mean... Do you remember what the name of it was? I think it was called... Was it Posey? No. Oh, was it? That one always sticks in my head. No, I think it was called Naked. And I was like, oh, like, what would be more nude than naked? You know? (laughs) It's, like, pretty nude, right? And it was, like, ghost white. Like, it was literally... Wait, I think that's what happened to me, too, actually. I got one of the glosses, and it was so light. So light. I looked, like, crazy. I, I looked so sick. Yeah. I put it on. It washed me out in a way that I really never... Because it, it wasn't white, white. Because, like, even white, white could be kind of cool. Because my skin isn't white, so there's, like, a contrast. Yeah. It was like, um... You know what it was like? Do you watch Succession? Yes. It was, like, the color of Shiv's dress the night before her wedding. <laughs> you remember in those scenes where they kept calling her pinky? And it's like, yeah. why did she wear that dress? That You know, it was sort of that, like, per, like pearly pink white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't quite pink it was like oh man it would, I'll try to find the pictures it just looked like it looked what it was was like it was almost like anti-lipstick it, yeah. it sucked the color out of my lip and face wow. and the minute I put it on I looked like Skeletor I just looked so it was like the only time where I've ever been like okay I definitely do have cheekbones but it's like not a good thing yeah it was like oh I look like I've been like in hospice for six months and oh like God. why isn't she dead yet I looked I look so bad. And, yeah, I feel like that's... And you can't return it. You can't, like... Right. Nobody cares about complaints. It's like no one's even reading them. Yeah. So she just... Yeah, she created this amazing business on a fake... There's another thing, though, where it's, like, this fake... uh, This fake beauty solution... Yeah. That actually is not even a good product and in no way was the solution to her insecurity right and we all know that we all know it's not even like any of us are pretending that she overlines her lips everyone knows we're like and we're just fine with it as a culture i mean i guess for me when i do these capricorn readings what i keep saying is like kind of what i said to you which is like look 
I want to say that like I'm going to tell you what the chart is telling me mm-hmm. but I want you to know that like in my own chart I am ignoring this like <laughs> I am not heeding the warning so that's why I think also why I'm blocked around business this year because I'm like join my wellness community where I'm going to ignore my own advice it's like oh fuck you know I think like the only spin that I can have and it's sort of the way I always go which is to say like I'm not into like perfection I'm into like working with the material so it's like okay I'm going to let go of the things that I am okay letting go with. I'm going to explore the things that I'm not okay with letting go with and at least be real with what I have, like, heavy attachment to and know that there might come a time where I have to detach from whatever idea about myself or toxic behavior or toxic pattern that that I am attached to or feel. It's like, what was I not going to get back with the person that I love because theoretically it would be growth for me not to it's like well yes would it have been like the harder like more faithful and responsible choice for me to have been like no there's someone else out there who is really going to yeah you know give me everything out and on and some level that I do think that's true not that it, not that there's someone better for me but that like if I were to force yourself if I were to force myself to let go of something there is something else. So I do think, I, I do believe that. But it's like, I am i don't like, you know, life's hard enough. I don't necessarily want to be my own heavy hand all the time. Right. It's like, if it's not meant to be, it's not going to be. And if it is, it will. And like, I'm not necessarily, I think for me for this year as a Capricorn Moon Mars and Neptune and whatever, it's like, I, I'm not necessarily going to like police myself any differently or... Um, do anything like I'm not going to recommend anything to anybody that I wouldn't do yeah but what I will say is this year as opposed to the other years I'm making a commitment to being less and for Capricorns it's really hard like if, wherever you have Capricorn in your chart it's a bit of a hard-headed placement so with Capricorns you're like this is my idea or this is my routine and I'm fucking doing it and yeah. I believe in my own physical experience more than anything which oftentimes is difficult because there's so much more than the things that we can see and there's so many things that we're, are affecting our yeah. systems that are not necessarily it's like health is like you know health and wellness is based on how you actually feel and there's a lot of fucked up things that I do that actually make me feel better and and there are a lot of things that are technically healthy that make me feel horrible I don't want to fucking eat vegetables all the time and just fart all day like that's like not <laughs> how can that possibly be the the thing you know like I love doing that like I mean I love it if I'm like in a really solid place in my relationship but otherwise I'm fucking losing friends I have IBS like I can't oh do I you? literally like I I mean undiagnosed but like it must be I'm fucking I'm literally clearing rooms sometimes when I'm mm-hmm. going too high on fiber and it's like I don't uh, you know so we as we wrap, we have to wrap up the recorded portion of this. Point being is just know that this upcoming year, wherever Capricorn is in your chart, you are going to be challenged. And I'm already so challenged. The thing to do is not to, whereas wherever Capricorn is in your chart, your instinct is to like, and even for me, like my instinct is always to plow through, mm-hmm. plow through, stay strong, fight through. I will fucking kill my feelings just to just to be right or just to like hold my position or to I, I will go home and weep but like in the real world I'm like solid yeah this upcoming year my my greatest commitment to myself and what I would recommend for everybody is just to practice flexibility practice flexibility practice playing with you know a less rigid code of conduct not because you should be like loose and party and whatever but because when things get knocked off course this next year or when things die they're not coming back and when they get knocked off course because there is so much energy in Capricorn like nothing is going to stay alive that shouldn't okay so so we don't have to go that into no like detoxifying ourselves because it's gonna you're gonna be detoxed okay if there are things that and you know, this is what I was saying before too, like there's this sort of, you know, toxic is such a fucked up word now to even use because the truth is the human experience and all of these things that we deem natural are 
fucking covered in chemicals. Yeah. And, you know, things that are natural are on some level processed. Even like your person, even things about our personalities that we feel very attached to because it's just how we always were. So, yeah. Well, you know what? We were, we had a certain set of circumstances as children, as children that, that created this character that is you. And just know that the planets are working on your behalf. So when things happen that feel like really fucked up or like I, I even with like the moon, you I have a moon show the past three months. There's been a difficult, like we had to cancel the last three shows because the club keeps like kind of changing the time on me. And then it's been like, oh, well, now, like, most of my audience can't come at that time. We've been playing yeah. around this other time. So there was a part of me that was going to actually, like, you know, make a stink about it and try to, you know, um, really get what what was mine. And, like, I had a vision of what this show was. And it's, like, actually, moving into 2020, I'm not even going to bring it up again. And I'm not even going to try to do it there again. Because it's like, okay, clearly this isn't... Uh, working. Yeah. Like, if I were to try to... And I could make it happen. If I were to try to force it to be... I, I left it open-ended. But if I were to try to force it, it probably still wouldn't work. Or I would get it... Okay, I would get to do the show. And it probably still wouldn't work for whatever reason. It's just like a waste of time. Yeah. So it's like, whatever is trying to fall away, let it fall away. Okay. That's really good to know. That is That's very good That's good Capricorn know. advice. Okay. I'm going to try to do that. I mean, it sucks. Yeah. And I don't, we don't want to do it, but. It's rough. Okay, what do you, do you want to promote anything? Do you want to, everyone should follow you for sure. Well, everybody follow me, follow, uh, I'm Sarah Armour, Sarah Armour at all the, you know, things. Instagram, I guess I'm on the most, although I'm not great at social media, but yeah, it's S-A-R-A-A-R-M-O-U-R. And then I also have the Moonule, which yes, I just am in love. flux, like what are we going to do if it's not a show? We can talk about it another time, but it is, no matter what I do, you know, astrology readings, coaching, um, we do moon rituals, we do webinars. And so if you're interested in astrology, or you're interested in coaching or just like kind of being in a community of people who are into the woo, um, that is just the moonual, T-H-E-M-O-O-N-U-A-L. And you're doing events too now with tarot yeah. and astrology. Yeah. So I'm also doing corporate stuff. I do, yeah. um, corporate, uh, I do corporate astrology for teams. I do, I also am an improviser. So I do like improv workshops. I do, um, can you do bachelorette tarot. parties? Oh my god, hell yeah, I'll do bachelorette parties. I should, actually. Yeah. Like, I can do tarot at your events. I just did tarot at a diptyque candle event with all these cool influencers. So, yeah, I'm pretty much a jack of all, like, um, I don't even want to say healing, but it's like jack of all, like, make you feel better trades. You can bring <laughs> me in and I'll, like, make everyone feel a little better. And she might even give you an Adderall for the next day. If you need it. If you need it. It depends on the going rate, but I will do what I can to help you because I am not letting go of all things toxic. Are you kidding me? Let's fucking party until we die. No. <laughs> don't don't quote me. I'm a really wonderful healer. But also, you're all going to die, so who cares? Some people think Diva's a bitch. Who's a diva to you? Would you say, are you one? I never said that. Diva behavior. I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know her. Great, uh, great gowns, beautiful gowns. <laughs> of course, I don't trust you. Diva behavior, the podcast. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 